0: friendships. And, um, and so when I started coming to search was when I actually found real honest people who I can be in friendships with. And I learned that I didn't really know how to be a friend before. And, and so it's really, it's really humbling for me to be able to talk about friendship tonight because I feel, um, thinking back to the mistakes that I made and thinking about where I came from, um, thinking about even just the negative image of friendship before I started coming here and how I feel really spoiled that I have a ton of great, amazing friends like friendships I feel like that in that area of friends I feel like God's totally um blew my mind before I <clears throat> excuse me before I came to this church I remember I was I was feeling depressed I was by myself and I had that thought of gosh I don't have any friends and I like I I was by myself I wanted to do something and I had no one to do it with and and it, it wasn't like I was like oh I want deep friendships like it was that was not that was not my thought I was just like gosh I don't even have somebody I can just go you know to the mall with and and so it made me think back on you know what worldly friendships look like and what those typical friendships look like that you know I'm sure we've all had and um you have those friends where you it, it's, like, activity-based, right, where you, you like to go shopping together or you like golfing together or you like to go and party together. But that's all you really do together. Like, you don't really <laughs> see them outside of these different, you know, little boxes we sometimes put people in. And so um, so I was seeing you know, how, how there is a breakdown in that. And so what I kind of came up with as far as uh, – Worldly and, and, and typical friendships, uh, people are fake. People uh, don't really share who who they really are. They it's it's also um, can be uh, you know just superficial. Like you know I, I had you know friends that I just go and you know we like to go shopping with. We chit chat. You know we might talk about you know some relationship stuff or um, and whatnot. But that's all it really was we just go and shop and and that's about it and then there was definitely people who I just went and partied with you know I didn't see them in the daylight you know I, didn't, I just saw them in the night you know um and, and so um and uh in other kinds of uh you know where breakdowns and friendships are um when people get hurt, you know, people start to get bitter. People get resentful. Um, people are just self-seeking. It's what can I get out of this friendship and this relationship? Um, you know, sometimes people are friends with, you know, um, you know, just thinking about going out to the club. Right. Uh, <laughs> I'm just going to stay on that topic. Um, you know, people are friends with the bouncer. So you, fr- you're friends with them so you can get in for free or get into the front of the line, but you're not really friends with them. You know, you're, you know, you're using them. Right. And so there's, but that's just one, you know, generic example of um, those self-seeking friendships and relationships. And, and you really see this. So when um, the breakdown to start to occur, when somebody gets hurt, and in those uh, superficial relationships, you typically don't want to bring up or even uh, acknowledge that a friend has hurt you. And and like I said, we don't. It doesn't seem like we talk about in the world, you know, friendships so much. It's just kind of like, oh yeah, of course, you know, I have friends, or it's something like kind of taken for granted. And and people don't view friendships as putting. Work and effort into to make work, and so, um, so I want to start off uh, tonight in James, and I'm going to go through some kind of weird, odd verses about friendship. These are not your typical uh, verses about friendships, but this is really what came up for me um, about friendship. So we're going to start in James chapter one, in verse two. Say amen if you're there. Great. So the the heading for this this section is trials and temptations. So in verse two it says, consider it pure joy, my brothers, and also my brothers. They're not. It's not literally they're not brothers, right? This is. These are friends. These are you know companions. These are people who serve together and walking or are serving Christ. So so when you hear my brothers, I think of that as, you know, just like today we would say, hey, bro, like, what's that? Like, you know, he's saying, hey, brothers. So on we go. Whenever you face trials of many kinds, I'll start over. Consider pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. If any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to him. So when so when I started coming to this church, I it was the first time where my friends actually embraced trials and tribulations with me they embraced the drama that I brought to the table and and so that's why I really wanted to start there um when I was younger I had uh the this this friend her and I were really good friends I'd go and sleep at her house all the time we'd hang out all the time and um you know when I was a kid I I really did value friendships I um I loved, I loved my friends, I loved having friends, I loved having a lot of friends, uh, and, and so I loved hanging out with her. However, we stopped being friends because she, she got angry at, at me, she, and bitter and resentment came up, and, and she never talked to me about it. All I heard was uh, her gossiping about me to another friend, And so she was telling me everything and how she was so angry and upset with me that I was using her. And so at the time, I'm like, I'm using her? Like, this is ridiculous. I'm not using her. Like, we're friends. Like, I I thought everything was fine and great. And But when I thought about what she said, I thought, you know, I, I really could see what she meant by feeling like I was using her because I was getting something out of the situation and being her friend. That's, I enjoyed her, I enjoyed the time with her, but, you know, you know, I, I had no idea that's how she was feeling, but I understood, yeah, I am getting something out of this deal, you know, she wasn't, and uh, besides hanging out with me, <laughs> you know, but she felt like I was using her, and I had no idea, and all I can, you know, I think what actually happened, how I knew, is she came back. I think she punched me in the face or something. Like, it was really bad. And and then I think later on I figured out, you know, she thought I was using her. And so um, so that's, you know, that's kind of how friendships work, you know. Like, we, we don't talk about how we feel and, and share these things and feelings that would have, you know, that come up. If she would have said, hey, I really feel like you're using me. We could have talked it out I could have been like hey no i'm you know I'm sorry it's it's totally not like that and we could have worked things out because my my true intention was not to use her and so um, so in things like that so that was one really hard hard thing um, in friendships that I went through, and I didn't really realize it till today that one thing that I really feel self-conscious about is people thinking I, I'm using them. And so I uh, try to overcompensate in, in different ways because I don't want to give that impression to anybody, you know, because I don't want to lose a friend like I had before. And, and tr- you know, I, trying to guess what people are thinking and, and want to make sure that, you know, um, they're not feeling... You know angry with me because they think i'm a user and so um so anyways another story uh, about friendship that really imprinted on my mind was uh my grandma she had a really good girlfriend they they were bffs and um they were always together and and it's very i was really young too but it's so vivid in my mind their friendship and uh my my grandma's son which was my uncle he died um And after he died, her friend disappeared. And I remember my grandma telling me that she would call her. She would never call her back. She would just leave her voicemails and voicemails. And she even, like, went to her work. And she said, you know, I I can't be friends with you anymore. And, you know, they had been friends for years. And so um, that was just kind of, you know, tainted me as far as friendships go. However, you know, in James one twenty five, I wanted, or 1 verse 2 through 5, that we, where we started from, you know, trials and tribulations, drama, you know, things happen in life. And not that there are things that are always crazy going on in our lives, but there's, you know, life is it's a fallen world, right? So there's always, like, drama that we're going through. There's some kind of thing, you know, struggle that we're going through, and so, you know, I feel like God, you know, designed people. He designed friends to be with you side by side to go through these things, these hard things that He designed for people to stand side by side to go through um, things together. Because it's really hard to go through go through things alone. And I read this really cool analogy, and I think it's it, re, it like it reminds me of friendships. It's actually it was in a, a recovery book, and it talked about if you are blind and you had a clean your house you know you probably you probably get accustomed to cleaning certain areas certain things things you can fill around but you're probably going to miss a lot of things because you can't see you know on your own by yourself and it it says you know you can call a friend who can see and help have, have them come over and help you clean out your house and they can help you find those little dirty areas in the corner that you missed and I, and I so see that as friendship, and that's the way that God designed friendship to help us see the things that that uh, we can't see, and for us to do likewise with our friends. Um, let's start, let's go now to First John three sixteen. So the question is, how to be a good friend? How. Do you grow your friendships, and that's kind of twofold too. When you, I believe, when you grow in your friendships, that's also you growing individually as a person. And how do you do that? So in First John three sixteen, it says, "This is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down His life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers." That's it, and we'll go. Just go a little bit further down to chapter 4 in verse 11. He says, Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us, and his love is made complete in us. There's a song that I actually played at women's group the other day. Um, how it, it's called, I think, invisible love, and how it talks about how God uh, is invisible and we can't see Him, but here it clearly says uh, God lives in us. The way that somebody else is going to see God is is going to be through us, and that's what we can demonstrate and and give to our in our friendships. We can we can love like Christ did, and I've read these verses before, but you know I've applied them to, uh, to relation, like, uh, to marriage and, and, romantic relationships and, and having that sacrificial love. But God calls us out to do further, you know, friendship is not just about going shopping together. You know, friendship is, is designed to go deep and live life together. And, and I thought it was really cool too, in John, uh, Christ calls us his friends. He says, um, you're not just my servants, you're my friends. And so when I read that again, uh, this, is, this is John talking, but you know, he, he calls his friends dear friends, and, and Jesus called us friends as well. So I think it's, it's, it's worth really taking a look at how, how you individually, how can you grow in your friendships? How can you love the friends that you have? Or how can you be a better friend to, to new people that you haven't even met yet? You know? uh, it's, it's really worth going there and, and looking at those things. So we'll go to Proverbs 27, verse 6. Sorry about that. Okay, so Proverbs 27, verse 6. Actually. So in the New International Version, it says, Wounds from a friend can be trusted, but an enemy multiplies kisses. Um, In the New Living Translation, it says uh, something like, Wounds from a friend are better than many kisses from an enemy. And We'll go down to verse number nine, and it says, again, in NIV, Perfume and incense bring joy to the heart, and the pleasantness of one's friend springs from his earnest counsel. And I'd like to read the New Living Translation to you, though, as well. I feel like it said it a little bit better, but it's... But I find it really interesting that it says wounds from a friend are better than the kisses of an enemy. I just don't think that, I don't know. First off, when I hear that, I'm like, wounds from a friend, like, wounds from anybody don't feel good, <laughs> right? I mean, why would I, I mean, I just don't want wounds. But, <laughs> but um, thinking about, again, the trials and tribulations and going through things with my friends, I, I 100% agree. And so the New Living Translation, it says, The heartfelt counsel of a friend is as sweet as perfume and incense. So the heartfelt counsel of a friend is, is what we're called to do. You know, it says, you know, we can only change ourselves, right? So it would be great to, you know, we can pray for all the great friends in the world, but, you know, the only, you know, tonight you're the ones hearing the message, you know? And uh, and in my own life, I was thinking about, um, you know, in this, the, the wounds of a friend, and sometimes hearing the honest truth about yourself really hurts. Um, when somebody you know calls you out and says hey you know you really hurt my feelings or that was that was really insensitive or um you know your behavior is really self-destructive things like that sometimes can be super hard to hear and it can hurt and and i remember when uh, i first got married and uh, i had uh i had i thought i was right okay my, my way was right. I, I, I thought I was the one being uh, injured and, um, and I was the victim in this situation. And, uh, and I had a talk with my dear friend, Nancy. And, and she, uh, I, I totally thought the situation was like black, you know, when it was really white. And I had no idea. Like, I was just like, you know sometimes when you know you're you know doing something wrong and you need help that's one thing right but when you're totally don't even know like you're <laughs> you're doing something that's really hurtful it hurts you know it was just like wow i didn't even know i was doing that and so that's what came to my mind when i read wounds from a friend you know bless you what the truth hurt the truth hurt to hear that i was um that I was so blind to my behavior and that I was hurting the person that I committed my life to and said, I'm gonna give you my hundred percent. You know? I um, I was really hurt by that. But I would have kept going in this direction, in the wrong direction, and cleaning, you know, I feel like that was definitely one of those blind situations. I was trying to clean up and I was blind. I could not see. And it took my friend to show me this is the area where you know, we need to clean up here. And, and, and even in that analogy, it says, you know, the friend can come and help you clean up the mess, you know. And, and that's, you know, again, why I started off with, with James. <clears throat> I think it's crazy that it says that we can uh, go through trials and tribulations with joy. I cannot go through um, the grieving that i that i 've done i have i would not have been able to go through um the losses losses that i 've encountered the heartaches that i 've encountered it, and have any joy or any hope if it weren't for the friends um, and the friendships that i that i have I, I i would not i would not have been able to go through that and I definitely see how how God orchestrated that and and that 's Let's go. Let's go back to there, <clears throat> because I think this that verse in particular in James uh, chapter one. You can just hold your finger there, because we may come back to it. Um, again, it says, "Consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know the testing of your faith develops perseverance." I cannot say that I could persevere at all if I didn't have people standing side by side with me. Um, And then it goes on to say, perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. You know, if it weren't for other people, you know, my friends, I, I don't, you know, I don't think that I would have ever been able to mature myself, and in relationships and in friendships, I was able to uh, experience new things and, and and grow in new areas that I never knew, um, that I never knew about. Friendships—that's where I learned to first say no and and develop boundaries with. I didn't know that I can, you know, have my own opinion and say something that somebody else wasn't maybe not going to like. In friendships it was my friends that um, that I had that was actually it, it was a, a good place for me to, to step outside of the boat and get uncomfortable and let's go to well we actually we already went there sorry in 1 John 3:16 where it says, "Lay down our lives for our brothers." And the reason why I wanted to share that verse is because I think that it does take laying down yourself and when I hear that obviously we're not you know most of us are not laying our lives down you know, on the line every day for our friends, um, in a literal sense. But to me, that means laying down your ego, laying down your pride, laying down, um, your fears, laying down, um, even shame and guilt, bitterness, laying all of those things down, you know? And I feel like in that, that, um, you know, that situation with, with, um, you know, when I first got married, I, uh, I was, I was able to open up and, and share that this is what's going on in my life. You know, I had to, believe me, it wasn't like I didn't feel embarrassed by it. You know, I, you know, I was, I, um, you know, I felt awkward. But it's like, like, who cares? Like, lay that stuff down. I don't care what I sound like. You know, I want to be real. I want to be who I am and be honest with my struggles you know, that's one thing that we can do. And the other thing that we can do on the flip side is have somebody um, be honest with us and what they're seeing. And also for us to be honest with others and what they're seeing. And in friendships, I've been able to, um, you know, ask questions and, and see where people are coming from and give, you know, my insight, give my feedback to them. And, and, that's where we mature and grow. You know, that's where we leave off in in, in James where it says perseverance um, must finish its work so that you may be mature. It's when we're actually open and honest when we can mature. It's when we're in those fake, you know, activity-based types of relationships. I don't see people growing in those friendships. You know, um, you're staying stuck. And even in friendships, if you're, you know, if you're feeling stuck, it takes that honesty from somebody else to be like, hey, you know, it's, it seems like you're stuck. Or for you to say to your friend, hey, I don't know what it is, but I'm stuck. Let's talk about it, you know. You can bounce things off of each other. But I really think that it does take, you know, laying your pride aside and, and um, you know, being able to uh, be open for feedback and also to give feedback as well. In a verse, we don't have to go there, it's in, in Proverbs. It's a really popular uh, friendship verse, and it says, uh, if you read the little synopsis of, of the teaching today of iron sharpening iron, it says, uh, I checked the literal uh, translation, and it says, as iron sharpens iron, a man sharpens his friend's face. So I'm like, sharpens his friend's face? That's ridiculous. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't even know how you, how, how do you do that? What does that mean? And, um, but, you know, in, in the Bible, you know, it says this iron sharpens iron. Uh, one man sharpens another. And, it, and sharp is a good word, right? When, when a guy looks really handsome, you say, oh, you look sharp. You don't really say that with women. Um, but it's a good word, you know, and and I found it really interesting that it would say face as well. It would sharpen another friend's face, and and I'm thinking, you know, my friends help me sharpen my face. You know, I wouldn't be here today if it weren't for the friendships in my life and people uh, sewing into me. I wouldn't be where I'm at, you know. And I feel like that's, you know, this is what you see front and center, and you see front and center everybody you when you think about somebody you think about their face you know and it, and so it says you know we sharpen each other and we all, we encourage each other along and so i think i have one more verse for you it is in hebrews And it seems like talking to just a couple people today, um, you know, sometimes it's hard dealing with uh, difficult people as well. Um, and you don't, you know, some you're just, there's some friendships where you just feel like you always get along, right? You don't really have these these uh, arguments or dilemmas or it's not somebody you um, typically have confrontations with or whatever, Um but there are some times where you just there's difficult, really difficult people, and sometimes maybe God is calling you out to be a friend to them. And and so in Hebrews chapter ten and verse twenty-four, it says, And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. So It's let us consider. So this is something that we have to think about. We have to ask God. You know, again, back in the first um, uh, scripture that we read, if anyone is lacking wisdom, ask God. And so, again, with friendships, it's something that we need to consider. It's something that we need to ask God, how can I spur my friend on? And spur, you can also change that out with encourage. How can I encourage, encourage my friend on? toward love and good deeds and then verse 25 it says let us not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing but let us encourage one another and all the more as you see the day approaching and so that's just really that's really you know juicy right there uh when i read let us not give up meeting together as some are in, in the habit of doing again when you know when we first started off you know There are relationships that just break down and and crumble because it's just based on golf, you know. It's not based on having a relationship with this person. Or it's just, you know, so many times people just write people off. Oh, well, you know, if they're going to think of me. Sometimes people get negative feedback, right, and they just, oh, whatever. I don't even want to, you know bother with them you know I don't even want to be their friend anyways you know and we just write people off I think that so so many times we do that I think that it's too many times and so again it says let us consider how we can spur one another on again it's not self-seeking like friendships are not a self-seeking relationships either it's how can I love my brother you know God calls us out to love each other and and so uh, as that verse continues it says uh, but let us w- encourage one another again. You know, friendships. I've been so encouraged. Like I don't even deserve all of the encouragement that I've gotten from my friends, but you know, I've 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 gotten it, and and that's why I'm so humbled to and thank God that He's given me relationships where um, I've been encouraged and I've been able to encourage others as well, and it's been really received. It's it's an awesome feeling. and then it goes on to say, and all the more as you see the day approaching. That's to me that's hope. You know why do all this? Why do all this work? It's because there's hope. You know, the day approaching is when Jesus comes back. Why love one another? Because we want to sh- you know, we want to spread the hope of God. And you know, we all need those reminders. I remember when I was younger, I hated being told something twice. Like I I, I just hated that from anybody. If you told me something two times, I'm just like, I know. Three times, God forbid. Like, oh my gosh. But now I'm like, oh, thank God my friends are so patient. They tell me, you know, tell me things 50 million times, you know. And I still don't get it, you know. Um, There's plenty of conversation. It's it's like I'm pressing rewind and replaying the conversation, you know. Um, And and that's another thing. Another verse um, in the Bible, we're not going to go there, it says... um, that there's benefits in having a multitude of counselors. And to me, that's a multitude of friendships. Friendships, um, you know, again, we read to, to be a good counselor um, uh, in your friendship. Uh, there was another one. Oh, I found this really sweet verse. or This sweet uh, is a Swedish proverb uh, about friendship. It said, uh, friendship doubles our joy and divides our grief. And I'm like, that is, that is what it is, you know? And it, and it says that right there in the first verse that we started with And going through trials and tribulations. And like I said, the reason why I wouldn't have been able to go through these things is because my friends divided my grief. You know, I didn't have to go at it alone. Somebody, you know, told me before, yeah, you can do it by yourself, but it's just gonna be a lot harder. You know, it's our choice, you know, to, to invest in relationships. And so um, the question... That I have to pose for you all tonight is, um, you know, what are the areas of your friendships that you can grow in? Or maybe there is a certain uh, friendship that you are in that could need growing, growth in there. You know, how how is it that you can be a better friend, really? Um, and one last thing, I have to promote small groups because small groups is where I've developed so many great, awesome, amazing friendships with other women. Um, it's, you know, it's a great place to, you know, if you have no friends, everybody has their own walks in where they're at in life, right? Um, if you have no friends, then go to a small group. You can, that's where you can find really awesome, good friends, you know, um, Or if you have plenty of friends, you know, how about, you know, starting a small group or asking your friends to join a small group that you might know. You know, there's so many, small groups are a great place for friends to develop and to grow and to spur one another on that's why we have the small groups that's why we take that time out so that we can grow so that we can mature so that we don't lack anything like it says um so that's all i have for you tonight guys and i just want to say thank you for being my friends i love you guys